Genesis chapter 38, verse number 12, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died. And Judah was comforted and went up unto his sheep sharers to Timnath, he and his friend Hera the Adulamite. So here it's very clear that Judah's friend is Hera. Are we together now? 13 says that, and it was told Talmud, saying, Behold, thy father-in-law goeth up to Timnath to share his sheep. And she put her, her widow's garment off from her, and covered her with a veil, and wrapped herself, and sat in an open place, which is by the way to Timnath. For she saw that Sheila was grown, and she was not given unto him to wife. When Judah saw her, he taught her to be unhallowed because she had covered her face. And he turned unto her by the way and said, Go to, I pray thee, let me come in unto thee. For he knew not that she was his daughter-in-law. And she said, What would thou give me that thou mayest come in unto me? And he said, I will send thee a kid from the flock, and she said, Would thou give me a pledge till thou send it? And he said, What pledge shall I give thee? And she said, Thy signet, thy bracelet, and thy staff that is in thine hand. And he gave it her, and came in unto her, and she conceived by him. And then eventually, disgrace came. May the Lord add blessing to his word. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. So we want to consider here today friendships. There are friendships we should uphold and there are friendships we should avoid. Your destiny is a function of who you associate with. The same way it's a function of your choices. And of course, your choices determine who you associate with. Many people are crushed because of the kind of friend they decided to accommodate or allow around them. Here in the scriptures, we see that Judas slept with his own daughter-in-law and impregnated her. Eventually, she gave birth, but it was a big disgrace for Judah. Just after 90 days, he was fully disgraced. And uh, apart from the fact that he was an adult who had his own free will to make his own choice, one of the reasons why Judah got into that calamitous relationship is because of the bad friend he had imposed his confidence in. So if you read the scripture, the Bible never says that Hera was a bad friend. But if you look at the turn of events, you'll find out that the contributions of Hera to Judah making that bad and disastrous decision to go in for a supposed harlot were very negative. Hera's contributions in Judah's life were very negative. And so we see that a key element in Judah's life collapsing, in Judah courting shame to his life, was the kind of friend he had. Now, this Judah we are talking about was an elder in society, and uh, he was also a businessman who lost his wife. Losing your partner can be very um, troubling. The grief will be very deep and the pain will be inestimable. And so I guess that the Bible saying that in the process of time, verse number 12, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died. And Judah was comforted and went up unto his sheep sharers to Timnath, he and his friend, Hera the Adulamite. So he went to do business with his friend. After possibly 
he went through the grieving period. Are you with me? If you are with me, say, I'm with you. So here you see Judah making a business trip with his best friend. And today is a friendship service. It's nice we preach about it because some of the people you have brought to church, I'm not sure if they are really, really best friends. Lord have mercy. But you know. <laughs> you have to know. So, for me, I believe that it is actually very easy to conceive that Hera was instrumental in the grieving process of Judah to the loss of the wife. And then again, to have made that business trip with Hera to his sheep's sharers tells you about the kind of capital Judah placed on his friendship with Hera. This is a confidant. This is an associate. This is a very good friend. And we all have got people like that, that we tend to, who might be able to console us, who have our ears, and uh, because of that, we place some measure of capital on their council, on their company, on the comfort they give us, and all of that. But here we see clearly that the end of the story of Judah was not fruitful. It was full of calamity. So I believe that friends are great when they motivate and contribute to good and righteous works in our lives. Great friends will motivate you unto good works and righteous works. Friends who do not cut across like ones who can motivate you unto good works and righteous works are not great in your life. So unfortunately, you see Judah, and Judah's friend was a very bad influence on his choices and actions. So instead of being a character check on Judah, Hera spared him on to go in for a halot. Because Papa Nino Komedeno, the wife had been dead for at least not at, at least for a year. He had been there without any sexual connection. So he was a man on fire. Real man on fire. And Judah was an active man. Didn't have any irrational dysfunction. It's powerful here, Pa. So you see that the association Judah had played a major role. And Hera had with Judah played a major role in the decision he took. Because some people don't understand that at the height of their destiny, the functioning of their destiny is the kind of friend you have that will determine your next level. The kind of company you, you accommodate determines your next level. God can bless you. He has blessed you. But friends can either build you or break you. And so the kind of friends you have will determine whether you will accelerate and ascend to the heights God wants you to be or you get into the pits of disgrace and shame. Now, look at what the Bible said concerning the company we keep and the kind of character we form. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, talks about this wonderful scripture. It said that, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. So here, Bible is making a connection between our association and the kind of manners or character we form. So you see that it said evil communications, they have what? The ability to what? Corrupt. 
So here we see that there is a direct link between association, communication, and character. That word manner there is character. Association, every association produces a particular kind of communication. And we learn along the way that all friends have a way of communicating. They have their own specific language that runs through their fraternity. Praise the Lord. So you see that there's a direct link between association, communication, and uh, character. And so the truth of the matter is that the Bible is saying that do not be deceived. Why? Because we do not believe that communication association actually has a great impact on the way we function as human beings. That's the truth. That's a bare truth that everyone believes I have a mind of my own. Nobody can influence me. But that's a deception. It's a deception to think that the people you are going in and out with have no influence on, your, on how you function as a human being. There's a way that, that's what we call um, duality of structures. It's a way that you influence me and I influence you. You see that when you work with someone for a long time, you begin to assume their mannerisms. You begin to speak like the way they speak. Sometimes you even resemble them. Are you here now? So it's a deception to think that the people you are communicating with who have your ears and you have their ears have no influence in your life. Ask somebody who is your friend. I can't hear you. Ask somebody who is your friend. I want to know who your friend is. Some are practicing prostitution here because of the friends they had. Some are thieves here because of the friends you have. Some of you are into pornography. You are into masturbation because of the kind of friends you have. Somebody had to introduce you to something. (laughs) Some of you have been sent links on your phone. Yeah. It's powerful. A person learns how to pray when they connect with someone who is prayerful. Your character also becomes bogus when you get connected to someone who is corrupt. That's why he's saying that evil communications corrupt good manners. The opposite is also true. That righteous communications correct bad manners. So if you find yourself in the midst of righteous company, it's likely to straighten some of the bad edges you have. So it's important the kind of friends you keep, the kind of person you marry, the kind of person you date, the kind of person you do business with, the kind of person who is your go-to person, who you allow to hang around you and you hang around. It's very important they will determine the quality of your destiny and the direction of your future. The people we talk to and hang around have a major influence in the development of our behavior. If we have friends who always use sexual language verbally or non-verbally, as a show of power, the negative fruits will show in us sooner than later. If the kind of friends we have, we hang around, they use verbal and non-verbal communication to show power, the fruits will show in us after a while. How do people show power? The last time I was discussing it on radio that every fraternity has its own unique language. Nurses have their language. Doctors have their language. Even their handwriting will tell you. <laughs> Lawyers have their language. Quick cropo, quick croco, things that are difficult to pronounce. 
quick pro Every fraternity has its own language. I don't know if you are enjoying the message. So, you see that in those fraternities, there are things that are used to express power. I was saying that when Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all of them were taken into slavery in Babylon, one of the first things the king of Babylon sought to do was to change their names and to change their languages. They selected Jews and they trained them in the language of the Babylonians. And then when that was done, they changed their names and then they gave them new functions. Somebody say name change, change. language change, change. new functions. So if you are a child of God, these three things can determine who you become and what you become. And when the enemy puts you in a new, you see Babylon is a new territory. It's a new atmosphere. Are you here? So you see that if you are a child of God, you find out that one of the ways you know you have been captured, like the Israelites were captured into Babylon, that you know that you have been captured, is that one, your identity is tempered with. That's a name change. So you see that someone is a Christian, their identity hails from Christ, but something begins to speak into their ears that they are not good enough, you are not beautiful enough, and Satan will start telling you that, look, forget about this thing that all your sins have been forgiven, you are a sinner, no matter what you do, didn't you watch the pornography last night, blah, 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 and all of that. Satan wants to affect your identity, and if he can give you self-doubt about who you are, that's the first point of call. So there are many people in church who don't know who they are in Christ. So Satan can do business with them any day, any time. Ask somebody, do you know who you are? Are you here? Come on now, are you sure you are here? <laughs> they said the pastor was doing deliverance and the demon pointed out to the pastor that you, pa, after chopping the fufunu, you are coming to cast me out. The pastor shook and that's how the demon won. The pastor said, I bind you. The demon also said, I also bind you. Hi. But if I ate fufu and I was doing deliverance and the demon ever said that, it would ginger me the more. I will even tell the demon that the fufumpo is what is giving me energy to cast you out. Because I know that the fufu has nothing to do with deliverance. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If you receive me, you will go out there, lay hands, and cast out devils. There is no fufu in the equation. But because this pastor did not have his fundamentals right, the demon won. So first of all, your identity will be tempered. When Goliath, David met Goliath at the battlefield, Goliath had been defeating them. He used to tell them that, you armies of Saul. And they had agreed that they were the armies of Saul. Meanwhile, they were not the armies of Saul. David said, how can you be defying the armies of God? of Israel. But Goliath all day long was telling them, referring to them as armies of Saul. And as long as they accepted that they were the armies of Saul, their power was limited. That's why they were hiding. When you accept a different identity from the one Christ has given you, your power is taken away from you. Name change. God changed the name of Abraham to Abraham for the purpose he wanted to establish in his life. So identity change is key. Is what? Key. Talk to me now. Is what? Key. And then the, number two, their languages were changed. They were Jews. But they trained them in the many languages in Babylon. So that they could speak like the way the Babylonians spoke. It's a mental rewiring, reconfiguration. And so you see that when the devil wants to really deal with you, one of the things he does is to give you a new language. Is to what? Talk to me now. Is to what? 
Now, the Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. When devil wants to keep you weak, he makes you talk about your weakness more than your strength. Yeah. It's a new language. There is a way a believer speaks. From the way you think, there's a way you must speak. I am rich. I'm not poor. I'm strong. I'm not weak. So when God wants to change your life from a weak person, a regular person, a normal person, to a supernatural person who function the way God wants you to function, he has to change the language for you. What's the biblical precedence? That's why all these people who follow Jesus at the resurrection and the ascension, post-resurrection, Jesus said, tarry ye here until the Spirit comes upon you. Because if you go out there without the Spirit coming upon you, you are going to be defeated even though you have been with me. And a sign that your salvation is complete is I'm bringing you a new language. So in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says that this is it. That was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And when the Holy Ghost came upon them, the Bible said they began to speak with new tongues, new language. Are you here at all? Language is a sign of empowerment. That has gotten into your spiritual base. To speak in a certain way, your spirit has been influenced. So that's why you see that from there, they started taking over the whole world with language. When Peter was denying that he didn't know Jesus, one small girl told me, even the way you speak, it's a sign that you belong to Christ. So when people are in front, I'm just taking my time. When you are a child of God, there's a way you speak. God have mercy on me here. And so when the languages were changed in Babylon, there is what is called Babylonian language. Once they mastered the language, then their appointments came. Your identity gets changed, language gets changed, and then that gives you an appointment. They began to serve in high places. Are you following now? Began to serve in high places. They began to, and once that happens, you find out that what you consume are foods that have been sacrificed to idols. So they brought idol, idol food to Daniel and the rest, and they said that we want to fast. We don't want to eat food that has been sacrificed to idols. But the normal practice is that your identity gets changed, your language gets changed, and they introduce a particular food to you. That's once you change your identity and change the way you speak because it's gotten to your spirit. Whatever you'll be consuming in this life are things that are not original, but things that are pushed onto you by whatever has captured you. So you see that your taste changes from what the taste of a child of God should be to the taste of what a Babylonian child will. I'm just preaching here. Because there are people in church and they have taste for, for masturbation. It's a taste. It's something you are consuming. You have taste for cigarette, for weed, for heroin, for cocaine. You have taste for corruption, Collecting bribe, you have taste for different things. Ask someone, what's your taste? And how did your taste come about? Are you, are you eating food sacrificed to idols? You have taste, you have taste for premarital sex. Taste for fornication. You have taste for adultery. You have taste for gossip. You have taste for all manner of, are you here at all? I've taste for, for alcohol. I'm preaching. <laughs> I know when you are preaching, you know you are preaching. What do you think I'm doing? Am I dancing? No. Once your taste changes, your assignment has come. And you begin to operate in a high places and it's a wrong place. So every fraternity have a language in expressing their power. In the Babylonian fraternity, 
The language could go like, you know, when your name has been changed, your language has been changed. You see that there is a friendship you are keeping, and they express power by saying that, my uh, look at he, she thinks she thinks that the man is head over heels over her. I am the real mistress. It's a Babylonian language that makes you express power using sex as power. I live in Trasaco. To get to Trasaco, girl, how long do you have to work to buy a house in Trasaco? You need a sugar daddy. They can buy it for you, and you didn't steal. It's your body. You use your body for it. They love your body. You love their money. Is it wrong? Exchange is no what? Robbery. It's a Babylonian language. So you see that there's a fraternity there where they use sexual language as a show of power. Some of the guys will say, you see all the girls in the line? I clear green, I clear white, I clear, it's like, and then I will say that, I will say that, God have mercy, say, Pastor, stop, even mercy, I have cleared her. Even mercy have been cleared. God have mercy. Mercy, mercy, I know. Even mercy. If you have friends who always use sexual language verbally or non-verbally as a show of power, the negative fruit will show in us sooner than later. What does it mean? They are always talking about sex, bedding a man, getting a car, using sex, getting a house in Trasaco, using sex, going on trip, being an escort. Look at the money we had when we escorted some men. We just drank, we danced with them, and we, we, we massaged their uh, whatever, and then blah, 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 blah. And then look at all of us, we came here with $2,000. As we keep hearing, hearing, he said, evil communication will what? Corrupt good manners. So after a while, sooner than later, the fruit will start bearing in you because words are seeds. So who has your ears can determine the fruits your life bears. The people who have got your ears can determine your harvest, the harvest of your character, harvest of your destiny, how far you go, what you manifest. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed here? Yes. So you have to be mindful about the people who have your ears. Who do you call your friend? Who do you go to? When you are not clear about things, when you are not happy about things, it will show. If you are trying to build a great home, you can't be talking to somebody who has had a bitter divorce and is, there is something in counseling called transference. Someone can transfer their last to you, you the counselor. You are counseling her and she's so broken or so abused sexually or so starved sexually that she will start making advances at you without you knowing. By the time you know, you will feel like the real means to help this person is to sleep with the person. Yeah. The same way people can transfer their anger to you after talking to them. Look at the jihadist. They radicalize people. They make them angry and the people who become angry, no one has killed any, any member of their family. But whoever was talking to them was able to transfer their anger, hate, and bitterness onto these followers because they were relating. Are you here now? So you see that even in normal, 
Listen, a friend can tell you about something someone did and they are not happy about it and I hate this person. If you are my friend, this is what this person has done. By the time you know when you see that person, you are not smiling. We call it transference. So when you stay in a particular fraternity, the language there can affect your life negatively or positively. So Bible says that he that walks with the wise becomes wise. And how do we know someone is wise? The Bible says that when someone speaks, we will be able to differentiate between the wise and the fool. Language is one of the key signs of wisdom or fully. And so, uh, I feel the message I'm preaching. And so, the fraternity you keep, I feel like dwelling here. Because... Some of you are waiting for some friends to leave you, but the real thing you should do is that you must leave that clique. A sign that you are free is to leave some clique of people. Some group of friends who use sex, for instance, to show power. By the time I, some people want to have promotion at work or want to have favor with the boss, and all they know is that entice him. Says as a language of power. Seduce him. You know? And you can easily make something fall so that he will see what is... Oh. What am I even preaching about that? It's like people are not real here at all. You are not real. Tell somebody, pastor, say you are not real. You are, are behaving some way. You are behaving some way. I know things. Is that you are standing there, the boss is not seeing your breast. So you just make something fall, and then, oh. Why, you think we are blind? And some of the boys in India, when Umo Amukwaya, Ombeche. Ombeche didn't cry. Guys are not blind, they ain't joking, man. It's a trap. So we see that you have to break away from some associations. And you have to stick with some associations. When you come to church, you are happy. There are some people, when you leave them, you feel drained. When they speak to you, you even feel defiled. You live confused. And what is seated in the spirit of people, when you are relating with them, that thing will just permeate your environment. If they are lustful, you will feel that you yourself, you are feeling some ziggy ziggy inside you. I'm preaching, and when we are laughing, you should laugh. It's a sign of freedom. So, Judah had this friend called Hera. And when he did the journey with Hera, eventually Judah took a harlot. How is it possible for you to have a friend who is a best friend and supposed to be a great friend, and you are an elder, and you are a righteous man, and he allows you to take a harlot? There are promoters. There are encouragers for wrongdoings. Are you following now? If you are working with me, there are some things you won't even suggest. You want to have a baby, but you don't want to marry the man. Are you suggesting to me? <laughs> so I do not believe Hera did enough to prevent Judah from going for the harlot. In fact, I believe he would rather cheer him on with something like, brother, feel free. Once a while, a mass, mass of load. Because after Madame dying for a long time, it's like things have choked you. Once a while, a man must what? Of load. Shame on, brother. 
Don't take this thing lightly. It's a great opportunity. This harlot will not be bad at all. Some can even tell you that, brother, if you are not careful, one day your boss will best. It's an adult church. And for the women, they'll ask you, so all this, your breast and all this, what are you doing with it? Nobody is touching you. Nobody is kissing you. All you are sleeping is cotton and foam and pillows. Your breasts are nicer than mine. If I had your breasts, the whole world would be mine. Men would be flying all over me. You, tell, you don't even know how he feels to have an orgasm. Money cannot pay. Money cannot buy. Language. Sparing you and cheering you to go for the kill when it will kill you. So for many people, for many people, they are good feelings and sense of acceptance come from the applause corrupt friends give them. That's your validation in life is from the negative things that are shrouded as good things that friends speak about you. When they say, wow, you're a great person. Look at the way you just cleared this man. You just, and he was snoring. And you feel like you are wild. You are the real deal. What Cleopatra couldn't do, you have been able to do it. And you take your validation from what your friends say. There are people like that. They don't know who they are or they don't accept who they are. They only accept what people say about them. Jesus said to them, ask them a question. Who do people say I am? And they said, some say you are Jeremiah. Some say you are this. Some say you are that. Okay. That is the newspapers talking. You that have been with me, who do you also say I am? But watch it. Before Jesus asked that question um, about who they thought he was, he already knew who he was. That's why when Peter got it right, he said, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. So anytime you are going into a relationship, the real thing to do is that first of all, define who you are. Define your faith. Define your God. Know who you are. And who you are should be a revelation. It should be an identity revealed in you by your Father who is in heaven. Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed me to you. So you can't tell me that I'm good for sex. Because that cannot be my identity. I'm smart for corruption. That cannot, be, that cannot be a revelation from God. So people can just put any kind of identity on you and you, you will take it. Now, taking what people say you are is a sign that you have a psychological deficiency. We call it low self-esteem. Are you here now? I, I'm not, I've not gotten into the real matter. This, uh, all this we are saying now is non-examinable. It's introduction. It's not coming in the exam. So you see that some association of friends can make you feel inferior or powerless if you are not doing anything sexually immoral. If you are not doing anything immoral, you feel like, I mean, so when you are not taking the bribe, they will make you feel the pressure. Are you here? When everyone is going out in the night and you are not going for the nightclub, they'll they call you old-fashioned. Everyone is drinking. Why don't you drink? So all you can drink is, 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 is what? Coke and Fanta and Sprite. One day I was in class. One of my, one of, a lecturer was lecturing us and one of my classmates said that, oh, um, so do you take alcohol, blah, blah, blah. And other people, I say, I say oh, me, dear, what I take is all this, so there's Coke, Sprite. They say, Debbie, where you are, no man, and 30 years, baby, I come at home. 
It's a Babylonian language. Echuchin tetie. That coke and sprite and fanta and the rest will bring ant on my heart because of the sugar. Meanwhile, some of the BS we have, like it brings out the power in you, that dark one. The sugar content in that one is higher than Coke, even though it's, it, it tastes bitter. Now, my body will be funny. But some of you cry, drink it as blood tonic. Amen, Moja. It brings out the power in you. Very demonic. So when you are not drinking and they say, oh, now you, so are, you, are you trying to say that you are the only perfect person here? You are the only righteous person here? When you see yourself in such a negative company, you have to know that you are in trouble. So is water is the only thing you ordered for? What else? So you mean at your age, you don't have any man? You don't have any woman? How do, how do, you, how do you survive? Some can even challenge you that at your age, you should have a car. At your age, you should. God has time for everyone. And if you are doing a legitimate thing, it has to go through a process. So they will just challenge you and make you, by the time, and most of the time, all these people who are clean people but in bad company and have psychological deficiency, who try to do one bad thing once, like Judah, they get punished the more. They have been sleeping with people and they never got pregnant. Try it. Just once. And the man didn't sleep with you hard, though. He just brushed. One touch, pa, like that. Like Ronaldo did it, the Tiakabo, net the net. So they are experts in stealing. You go follow them, and you are the one who gets shot at the, at the, at the raid. Are you following here? Many people have gotten into trouble because of where they found themselves. Police is coming to raid a place, and then you are there where people are smoking weed. You, you just happen to be there. That's why if you read a scripture like Psalm 1, I, I'm, I, I think I have to abandon what I want to really preach. Psalm 1 verse 1, watch this. Where you find yourself is very important. In Psalm 1 verse 1, let's read together. One go. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the what? Counsel of the ungodly. Nor what? Standard in the way of sinners. Nor what? Sit. So there is a way of the sinners you don't need to stand there. There are seats of sinners. You then need to, some position, if you go and take it upon yourself, it will corrupt you. It will make you do some things. Are you here? And you see that your life will be engineered by the counsel you are taking where you are standing, the way of sinners, and the seed of the scornful. They will scorn you. By the time you know, you become like one of them. Are you here? Yes, Samson said, I am with you and I know you are wrong company. And when you are with the wrong company, you will reveal what will make you become like one of the ordinary guys. Yeah. You cut my hair, I'll become like one of the regular men. No longer a strong man. Are you following? <laughs> are you sure you are here? Yeah. Wrong company. Nothing debases a man and destroys destiny more than the association you keep. Spiritually, physically, when you associate with Jesus by receiving him as your Lord and personal Savior, you see that you are a new creature. All things have passed away. Everything has become new. Just by that covenant connection. If you choose also to associate with the world, it says, it says that lust of the eye, pride of life, 
and then lust of the flesh shall also be your portion. And if you choose to associate with devil, you see that you will also become very devilish. Association is key. Everything here has to do with association. And where you stay is important. So when God didn't want Adam in the garden, he cast him out. There are people, if you can't cast them out, cast yourself out. Either they go or you go. It is a psychological deficiency to feel validated or worthy only by what people around you say. Psychological deficiency. Why do you get so affected when people say something negative about you? It's a sign that you are sick. I'm just telling you. It's a sign that you have been sick long time. You ought to know who you are and what you are. Why do you also almost like explode when they say something good about you? It's like you are a solicitor for good things. Say something good. Say something good. Say something good. Say something good. One small boy like that, he went to stand in his mother's, um, it's a story building, and stood at the balcony and climbed the wall. And he told me, he said, Mommy, don't tell me when I jump, I'll fall. Don't tell me. <laughs> so I went and looked for his room and said, Get out of here, my friend! <laughs> That's how he came down. He would have just jumped like Captain Planet. Now, some of us, we are always soliciting a positive um, communication that will even destroy us. You can't take any constructive criticism. Or even someone out of his viciousness or her viciousness, just saying things negative about you, you can lose sleep. Three days, you are still thinking about it. Why did they say that? Who, why? What did I do? You are sick. You are what? If you lose sleep on a lie that is told about you, it's a sign that you are very sick. And your mind is very weak. Because you should know who you are. I mean, if somebody comes here and says that all pastors are thieves, look at, look at a thief preaching. Am I a thief? No. I'm not a thief. It doesn't even bother me. Sometimes when I even see people trying to defend Christianity that, you know, we have to rise up all these fake pastors, blah, blah. I say, my friend, leave this matter. Focus and do your job. You can't fight what the Bible says will happen. In the last days, fake prophet will come. Bible prophecy must happen. The Bible says that there is still a remnant in the house of the Lord. So possibly you and I, we are the remnant. Are you here at all? He said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on it? And then he says that, and they that shall endure to the end. So at least there are some people too who endure to the end. And I'm one of them, and I want to focus on my enduring to the end. Not some oil somebody is selling, batting and collecting women, panty and brazier. What's my business? What's my business with that one? I will teach you that don't enter somewhere like that, but I cannot be preoccupied by that. But too much work to do. Too much drug addict to reform. Too much sex addict to reform. Too much thieves to reform. Too much, with the word of God and pray that the Holy Ghost will encounter people. These people have a covenant with the devil. I have a covenant with God. No criticism will change them. It's their business. You, you have been criticized. Have you stopped your business? Have you stopped your work? Have you stopped? Because I want to do it free. So you want to chase things, chase things like that. Well, somebody said, why did he look at me like that? And some of you cannot go on vacation on your friends. You are so intense. 
every time. Where is my friend? It's like you live off friends. So you can't be alone. You can't have your own space. When there's a small, I'm not talking about married people. But when there's any kind of separation, you just begin to say, okay, so what is he thinking? So what is he saying? What are they saying? Every time you are listening to what people, the Bible says that if you are king, eh, and you like to listen to what people say, one day you will hear your servant curse you. Some of you, even when you dress in, somebody doesn't say you are looking beautiful. It affects you. Now, who shot? I know who you say, And let me warn husbands here make sure you pay this price of bearing compliment. Positive compliment. If it's not to find a very wise way to say that. And I said, make a I mean, Because some people, even when you are saying what is right, it can become a problem. Hey! Bear man no share to no sharing in an eyes or Look, bear my dear, we are 15 and a half, I share 15 and a half. Which is 16? I said, you do free slave with masters. So I said, you can't say what I'm going to say. I said, American boga be sad. Hey! I said, you can't try. 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 In, in, in any eventuality, now I'm stretching. I never have some cranny. Hey! That will clothe you in glory. I said at the last time, nobody has a bad shape. But you should know what makes you beautiful. It is not everything you can follow. When they are making a clay pot, they make it in different um, shapes. Everyone and how God shaped you. Every shape can be made beautiful. You should know, don't just be copy, copy, you know, even in a wrong way. So, how do you know that you are taking negative validation? From people. How do you know that something is wrong with you? You are sick. You are taking things from what people say around you, and you feast on them. One of the checks is that you can use societal standards to define what is acceptable and unacceptable. Two of us. The laws of the nation, laws in society, say that a man cannot sleep with an animal. Or bestiality or bestialism. You don't need to be a Christian to know that that is a very sane thing not to do. Is that not so? Society is always against gossip. That's a sane thing not to do. So you see that societal standards itself. Societal standards. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not covet. Standards. 
And if that one, at a deeper level, you have to measure it based on your faith in Christ. That one you have entered into Bible. I'm a child of God. Everyone can be drinking alcohol. But me, I don't drink alcohol. This is what my faith says. Everyone can be fornicating. They can even be, you can have friends and they are polygamous because they are traditionalists. But my faith says that I can't go this way. That, then your faith is determining for you. Don't be confused about what people believe. Know what you believe and what you stand for. Is God talking to somebody here at all? That's it. That's it. One of our members here, um, a journalist died um, some few years ago. They used to be partners. The, the one who died was the senior one, and then anywhere he went, this our member was supposed to follow. Um, and then this guy had come into the church, our church, and had become born again, maybe three months. And then the other person was uh, belonged to another faith, and the other person was using a title that belongs to the Christian fraternity. And our member questioned that, how can you be in this faith and you are using this title? And the other brother, bore, the senior one, bore. So it became an argument, serious argument. And he said, if you don't believe this, in me too, I don't believe it. <laughs> and then they were arguing on faith. He said, this is your position, this is my position. But because he was senior, he wanted to just bully this guy. The guy said, you can't bully me. So like that, like that, and then the senior said, then today don't follow me. The thing almost attacked the boy's job. Don't follow me. So that day he went alone. It was a national news. When there was disaster somewhere in Accra, and a journalist died. And our member was supposed to be with him to cover the distance. But don't follow me. It's okay. You don't agree with my family. I don't agree with your family. You sack me, I go. He didn't even know the senior had died until the news said some day or two. And he would have been there. And all the people who were there died. Three months old in the Lord, he, he knew what his fate was. You are still here. They are chopping you free. Yeah. You don't know what your fate is. Who's wrong me? Yes, three crowns to me, Mr. B. Who's wrong me? Christ has set us free. <laughs> Be loosed in Jesus' name. This guy is called Solomon. Shortcut is called Solomon. Solomon in the Bible, the Bible says he's wise, but in practicality, he was very foolish. <laughs> and his foolishness started from his association. Strange women. 300 wives, 700 concubines. Bible said they turned his heart away from God. Solomon, be here, deliverance. <laughs> May you never divorce your wife. Is it powerful? Hey. <laughs> Tell somebody, cross-check everything based on your faith. Somebody will come and tell you, Sister, oh, you have married seven years. Why are you not giving birth? I know where. I can take you somewhere. It's association. The Bible said they that wait upon the Lord. So they will be pushing you. Your mother can push you. Your in-laws can push you. Friends can push you. And they will always meet you. A year by this time, now we're twins. It's so much pressure for someone who is believing God for fruit of the womb. Or someone who is believing God to marry. It's like your hair is going. <coughs> 
Nabena Bema Bepa. Ivinia Pebe, Nababa Kuna, when you be a smasmano. It comes like, it comes handy, it comes like it's a nice advice, but there's a bullet behind it that would disgrace you somewhere, somehow. Or if your husband cannot impregnate you, look sharp. Look sharp. At the end, you to me the shit. There were some brothers we used to be in Cape Coast together. They are dad was in America. Their mom joined, and then they said they were coming for the children. These are they were all about 20, and they are sister. And so they filed for them. Eventually, um, they had to go to the embassy. They were going, they went, and one of them was rejected based on DNA. The DNA said the eldest of them all was not a son of the man. And about some credit. And this guy was, if I'm not lying, he was almost 30. He was totally devastated. Recently he was sick and a prophet in UK asked him to come and see me. And uh, when I saw him, he was a shadow of himself. This is over 10 years ago. But that woman, so that means that when she married, she was still running at a top speed on the highway, the first child. She said, when the man was firing, some ex was also firing. I'm just, hey! You can't do analysis. And if I don't treat this, what will happen is that even two nights or a night before someone's wedding, the ex will just fire. To, to, it's like it's severance package. Bid you well and farewell. Bad company. So I can't talk about company and not talk about character. And not talk about sex. What do we discuss when we meet as company? Either business or morals. Or spirituality. Is that also? If you're a child of God, the Bible says you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. So you are supposed to be the influencer, the agent of change. Not things influencing you. People influencing you. Hello? Your marriage must become an example to the people around you. Your relationship must become an example to the people around you. Your business dealings must become an example. Your integrity determines your longevity in any sphere you find yourself in. Job said, the integrity of a man shall preserve him. Your company is important in the shaping of your character. And your character determines your destiny. Billy Graham said, if a man loses his health, he loses his job or money, he has lost nothing. His wealth, he's lost nothing. He loses his health, he's lost something. But if he loses his character, he has lost everything. Because where character falters, that's where destiny collapses. You can be enjoying today. But watch it very carefully. Nothing sponsors bad character Bad choices than bad company. Nothing sponsors weaknesses. Nothing set them aflame than bad company. What a mighty God we serve.
how are you able to make are you able to make good choices for the kind of company you should keep key factor if you know Jesus and the Holy Spirit is in you you'll be able to discern who you should stick with the degree you should relate with people are you here some of you, your parents, you can't tell them some things, but they are your parents. The Holy Spirit shows you the degree to which you can go with people. Some people, you cannot take them outrightly out of your life. You can't take your parents out of your life. Is that also? Yeah, some people, even if you say they are not your friends, they will say that you are their friend. <laughs> but at least the Holy Spirit will help you to know how far you should go with them and you know, is it powerful? Tell somebody, Jesus makes a difference. Wow. 